Hey, welcome to the Street Shots podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And today's topic that we're going to talk about, uh, we call it the first 30 seconds. And Tom, you came up with this idea about the first 30 seconds. So what do you mean by the first 30 seconds? Well, I'm, I'm talking about that time leading up to the first picture you take in, in any situation, you know, and we have, we have our online workshops about how to switch to manual and we break down the different components of doing that. And, you know, it takes a couple of hours to really talk that through. But one thing we say in our workshop is that once you learn the basic mechanics of shooting in manual, then it comes pretty automatic. And as you're walking up to any given situation, you're noticing the light and you're, you're making some choices about your settings so that you're in the general ballpark before you take that first picture. So you're saying, you know, I'm going to walk into uh, a museum, right, with my camera. And mm -hmm. I'm going to look around and I say, okay, so the lighting is such and such. And I'm going to preset my camera. I'm going to make sure my, my aperture and my shutter speed and my ISO are set already so that I'm going into that and I'm taking a picture and the shot is coming out good. So you're saying, like, sort of paying attention to where you're walking into and having preset the camera? Exactly. Right. You want to, you're making those basic adjustments so that that first picture that you take, and we talk about how part of the beauty of digital photography is you can look at the back of your camera and make some adjustments. But, you know, as this becomes more and more second nature, the adjustments you need to make are uh, more and more minor because you're really just tweaking it. Because in those first 30 seconds, you're noticing the light. Like you say, say you're going into a museum. Um, you know, you know, you're not out in the bright sunshine, so you're increasing your ISO, you're making the adjustments that you need to make to let more light into your camera. And so that first picture you take, you know, it might be a little overexposed, a little underexposed, but it's going to be in a general area. And so you're closing in on your target. Like, again, you know, for example, Tony, you and I love to do street photography. You know, when you see somebody coming towards you on the street, you don't always have time. I mean, you never have time to, you know, stop and think about, okay, well, you know, how bright is it? What are my settings? How fast is this person moving? You know, but the point is you do that when you walk out the door, you know, as you're walking down the street, you, you look at the sky, you look at the light, you set some basic settings so that if something happens and you grab your camera you're, you're ready, you're good to go. So I get to play devil's advocate here so that you're making a good argument or is there a good argument here for like, well, why wouldn't I just stay on automatic? I'm mean, gonna let the camera decide to, to, to do all these things. I mean, isn't the camera, it's a computer. It's there to like, you know, you know, I'm walking in a museum and all I have to do is turn it on and the camera is gonna decide all the all this stuff. And I'm, of course I'm throwing you a curveball here, but, but you know, people are gonna be thinking about that. Like what, what's, you know, why is there an advantage to me going into manual when I can set up the camera on automatic? No, that's a great question. And, you know, and as you and I were talking about before, there, there are times when if for whatever reason you're pulling your camera out, you haven't had an opportunity to set anything and something is happening really fast that you want to capture, then yeah, you put the camera on auto and you fire away. And, you know, that's blasphemy for us switch to manual guys, <laughs> but it's the reality of the world. And, and there's other intermediate steps and ways to sometimes, you know, let the camera have some say in the kind of image that's being generated. But I mean, especially, you know, say with your street photography, 
you may not be on full manual, and I may press you on that in a second, but you are doing some things ahead of time so that the images you're getting are a lot different than the images someone else would get, yeah, even yeah. with the same camera, if they put it on auto. So you're bringing your creativity, your artistry, your knowledge of photography, and you're exerting some control so that the images that you're producing have have your authentic stamp on them. Yeah, and you know, I, I might shoot street photography, some of my street shots in automatic, not fully automatic. It's not something I wanna let the camera, you know, yeah. figure out. But I'm gonna let some. I'm gonna let the camera do some of the heavy lifting because I'm I'm very interested in speed and like you said, of seeing someone coming down the street and they've got a great face, you know. I have to pay attention to a lot of things, um, and to have the camera pick up on some of that, that's okay. But I am aware of things like you know, um, depth of field. You know, I need to set the aperture myself because I need to know that I'm gonna be within a certain distance of that person and make sure I get them in focus. And so setting my aperture manually is going to help. You know, I'm walking down the street and some guy's like five feet away from me and I'm thinking, all right, I have to set my aperture at a certain number so that I can be off a little bit in terms of passing them by, but I'll be able to take a shot and I'll be in reasonable focus, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe the, camera's, maybe the camera's doing some of the shutter speed decisions for me and I'm making the aperture decisions. Of course, then that runs into the problem. Like if I let the camera do the shutter speeds, then if I'm in a dark environment, it's going to choose a slow shutter speed to compensate for my setting the aperture up high. So I'll end up with a blurry picture. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm probably better off going into manual, you know, and, and, and thinking about what I'm saying. But what you're saying and what's important is that even if you're going into automatic or partially automatic, you know, the, the we call them the baby step automatics. Mm-hmm. Aperture, priority modes. Priority yeah. modes. Uh-huh. You need to know things about, okay, this subject is moving at this speed. This needs to be in focus this much. So you need to know about the shutter speed. You need to know about the aperture. So you may not necessarily be shooting in manual, but you need to understand the manual modes in order for you to make a, you know, because your camera is not going to know. Your camera doesn't know that something's moving fast or moving slow or that it's a certain, well, it knows a certain distance, but it, it, mm-hmm. it's pretty dumb. So you need to, you need to be aware of those settings yeah so you're you're recognizing that there's there's sort of a healthy tension here between exerting more control as the photographer and making conscious choices but you only have so much time especially when you're shooting in the street and so you know there's some uh decisions that need to be made that you're saying okay the the camera will do an okay job you know choosing the shutter speed say in, in a lot of situations um, so you're going to concentrate on aperture and, and, and be in the aperture priority mode. Sometimes, depending on, again, how much time you have, what's happening with the light, you may be, maybe leave the ISO up to the camera. Maybe you want to you know, take charge of that. I mean, in, a, in an ideal world, there's enough time to make all the choices so that you're in full creative control, but we don't live in the ideal world. We live in the real world. Well, for instance, I mean, you shoot a lot of nature. So nature, you kind of have some time. You know, you're out there. I mean, unless you're shooting in the hawks or the things. I mean, there are things that are moving fast. But, you know, I think of landscapes and stuff like that, and you've got a lot of time. You know, you you can go in and and deal with the settings. You don't have Uh to. You know, manual settings are actually probably much better in a situation like that. In fact, I... I think I only shoot manual when I'm shooting landscapes. There's absolutely no reason to shoot automatic mode, right? 
Right. Yeah, I would, I would argue that's the case in a lot of situations, but that's <laughs> <laughs> just my bias. <laughs> um, well, you know, give me give me a scenario when, you know, the, give me this the first 30 second scenario that you've come across. Like, uh-huh. what is what is? Yeah. That? Well, here's another example. You know, um, oftentimes, like, you know, you're at somebody's birthday party and, you know, it's getting to the time where somebody's going to be bringing something out with a candle in it, you know? And, and so like, if you waited to the last second, I mean, it's good. This is obviously going to be oftentimes the lights are dimmed at that point. And, you know, it's, if your cameras say in flash mode, then the flash is going to go off and you're going to get this blown out person, a picture of the person. It's going to look terrible. It's going to look terrible. Yeah. You're not going to even get the candle in that shot. Right. But, you know, if you're applying these ideas of the first 30 seconds, which the general idea is you're just you're paying attention to the light, to the likely circumstances, if they're going to change, of like what's going to be happening when I take this picture. And so in that situation where you're indoors, tends to get dark, there's a little light from a camera. I mean, I'm sorry, from a candle. Then you know you're going to be wanting to open your camera up pretty much all the way. You're really talking about anticipating what you're seeing. Yeah, you know, you're, right. You're kind right. of you're kind of paying attention to your environment. You know what's going to happen. You've been to a hundred birthday parties. You know at some point, like you said, at some point the lights are going to dim and the candle is going to come out. And you know what though, cameras in automatic mode don't handle that first thirty seconds very well either. You know you're actually better off doing it ahead of time because inevitably the camera is not going to be able to decide sometimes if the lights suddenly go off, you know, mm-hmm. it can't make that decision that fast. So, you know, in a sense, you almost want to, you want to take charge ahead of the camera. So, mm-hmm. you know, the candles come out, the cakes in the kitchen, it's coming out. You're saying, okay, I'm dialing in these, you know, shutter speed and aperture and ISO numbers and I'm preparing for it because the camera is not going to be able to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Right. It's just, it's, you know, it's, you're, you're rolling the dice when, you know, the more control you give to the camera, the obviously the less control you have and the more you're just kind of, you know, opening up to the randomness of, of the programming of the camera. Whereas when, when you're in control, you're in control, you know? And so, I mean, the birthday cake example may not be the greatest one because the lights go dim. It's, you know, it's a challenging, really low light situation. But that's something that everybody comes across. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, that's no, it, a, it is yeah. something you experience. But, you know, but oftentimes, say you're walking up to, um, you know, uh, your kid's soccer game, you know, I mean, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of light. Generally, you're outside. Um, you know, if, if it's a little overcast, and that's going to affect things in one direction. But, um, you know, you have a general sense it's a sporting event, so there's going to be fast motion. And, and so you're, you're sizing up the situation, you're getting your camera ready. And again, you know, the beauty of digital photography is once you start shooting, you can look at what you're getting. And if you want to make some tweaks in one way or the other, and you've learned how to shoot manual, you know how to do that. You have yeah, but that's options. okay. That's okay at a landscape. Yeah. But like you're coming to your kid's soccer event, you want to kind of be on all the time. As much as you can, because the kid might have done something really spectacular, and you can't suddenly look at the back of your camera and say, oh, you know, 
Johnny's making the goal, and I and I you know I had the wrong exposure. It's like you you yeah. already want yeah. ahead, that ahead of time. Yeah, well, that's a, that, I mean that that that's a great point. I mean, I am seriously talking about the first thirty seconds. I mean, as you are yeah. walking to right. the field from your car, you're you know getting the the general setting so that you're really close to where you want to be. And then, you know, hopefully you get there a little bit early and you're taking some shots while the kids are running around. You're looking at the back of your camera. You make whatever tweaks you need to make. And then you are ready. You know, the whole idea is, you know, to be ready so that when when you take that classic shot of your kids scoring the goal, um, you don't have to make any changes to it because you've already done that work in the first 30 seconds. And then after you take a first, you know, your first few shots, just kind of zeroing in, then... You know, well, have you ever had some? Have you ever had a time when that first thirty seconds, like, you know, didn't work for you, or you like let the camera set from last night, and you, you know, didn't pay attention, and the first shot you took was, you know, come on, you must have had that, you know. Well, I, I've, I've maybe once or twice that's happened to me. Oh, you're perfect. <laughs> you're the perfect photographer. No, but seriously, you know what that has me thinking is that what's happened more often than not is like if I'm walking down the street and I, I see something that's kind of interesting to me and so if i haven't already set up my camera to, to get in the zone you know then i'll take 30 seconds and do it and take a few shots and then once i'm shooting say maybe i'll see something you know somebody coming by on this crazy bicycle or car or motorcycle or an interesting person then you're you're already you've done it pretty much everything you need to do i mean that's sort of the luck of photography but it's also bringing to bear all the skills and knowledge that you have because you got ready for something else. So th this whole notion of the first 30 seconds is, you know, sometimes you get lucky, you see something and you say, oh, I want to shoot that and you get all ready and then something else happens and, and, and you're ready. But the idea behind the first 30 seconds really is before you see anything that interests you, when you walk out the door, pull your camera out, make some quick adjustments. You know, if you're getting off the subway, when you come, you know, oftentimes when I go down into the subway, I make some adjustments so that if anything happens, I'm, I'm ready. You know, when I climb up the stairs and I'm feeling that bright sunshine, I'm making some adjustments. This is, this is a good time to bring up a point that I'm noticing, but I mean, obviously with different cameras. So, you know, I have a DSLR Nikon. Uh, I have a, I wouldn't call it a point and shoot, but a Fuji uh, X20 which is sort of like a rangefinder camera. They, they are both different cameras in, in how they're set up, okay? So with a DSLR, I can, with manual settings, I can kind of leave it overnight and the next morning they're set for the settings that I have. But with something like uh, my Fuji, every time I turn it off and I turn it back on again, depending on how I, like I might be in a custom setting or something like that, I have to make sure that my aperture is set to where I want it to because otherwise it defaults back to what I had um, when I turned it off. So for instance, I find like I've set up a, this is a, probably a little advanced, but on a lot of these cameras you can set up custom presets. Mm -hmm. So I have a custom setting for shooting black and white with a certain aperture, blah, blah, blah. So when I'm shooting my street stuff, I just turn it to that setting. But every time I turn the camera off, like if I've changed the aperture and then I turn the camera off and I turn it back on again, the aperture gets set back to my original preset. So All I right. find that, you know, and sometimes you turn the camera off because you don't want someone to look at it or, you know, you, you turn the camera off to save battery power. Every time I turn it back I never, on. I never turn mine off. <laughs> well, you don't, <laughs> but on a DSLR, it doesn't matter. Uh -huh. You know, that setting yeah. kind of stays uh -huh. the same. On the smaller cameras, you got to really double check. 
So I'll turn my camera on and I'll, I was like, oh, you know, my aperture is not where I want it to be. So I have to double check it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's that first 30 seconds, like, you know, and again, I'm not talking about, you know, fully manual mode or fully automatic mode. I'm doing like the in-between modes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same principle because yeah. you're getting ready. I'm getting ready. And I wanted to also say something about, about aperture is that, again, like I'm shooting street photography, so I'm moving really fast. Okay, so I got my camera set up, and it's a very bright day. You know, I'm going to make sure that aperture setting is somewhat high. So I might set it to f11 or something like that so that I have a lot of depth of field. So I'm not worried too much about focus, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'm looking at a scenario, and I'm like, well, I don't want to sit there and have the camera focus too much, but I want to take a shot and at least be reasonable focus. So I'm going to set the aperture up pretty high. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking at that already. The old time term was called hyperfocal distance. You could preset your old film camera in such a way that if you if you shot at a certain aperture, you would have a certain distance always in focus. And the old photojournalists used to do that when they didn't have meters. They would just sort of set their camera at this and then they could, you know, hold it up in the air and shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. You know, it works only mostly with wide lenses because you need that wide field of view and plus a very deep depth of field. But I'm sort of working under that same process. I'm thinking about the aperture and I want to make sure that that's sort of preset. So that's my my first mm-hmm. 30 seconds, you know. Yeah. You know, we talk about sh- you're the shutter speed guy and I'm the aperture guy. I really am working with the aperture. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm making sure that that's set. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For candid stuff and especially when you're shooting from the hip, you know, that stuff is critical. You're said the summarize the first 30 seconds is to scope out what you're where you're walking into. Yeah. Paying uh-huh. attention to the scenario. Yeah. Basic lighting, you know, conditions, the general, if you have a notion of where you're going to shoot, is, right. is it moving? Is it fast? You know, what about depth of field as you were just saying? Um, yeah. So you're not just walking into a scenario blind. I mean, yeah. you, you kind of know like, you know, the birthday party or the soccer game or the racetrack. You're, you're already anticipating what you're going to see and so setting up for that already. Yeah, which is, as you know, you know, it's, it's uh, super important in the city because as soon as you have your guard down is when, you know, some kind of psychedelic unicorn goes by you. I mean, you just never know what you're going to see. But if you're ready, then yeah. when it happens, you just pull your camera out and you're not starting from scratch. You, you know, your camera's basically prepared to capture what you see. Cool. So that's it for this episode of Street Shots. First 30 Uh, seconds. First 30 seconds. We're the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And you can find us. Where can you find us? We're on a lot of places. We're on switchtomanual.com. Switchtomanual.com. And we're on Facebook for those. We're on the Facebook for all those old fogies. It's really funny to think that Facebook is like the old people's place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, but we're on Facebook. We like we like Facebook. And we're on Twitter at switch numeral two manual. So we're at switch two manual. And Flickr. Uh, yeah, we're in a Flickr group um, that you can find on our website. We're, we're Flickr. That's about it. So thanks for joining us. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Send some feedback if you want. If you want to let us uh, know some subjects you want us to talk about, send us email at info at switchtomanual.com, and uh, we'd like to make a show if you guys want. So thanks a lot, and talk to you next time. Adios.